Welcome to Syracuse on Stage, a podcast that pulls back the curtain and explores the process of creating theater in the heart of central New York. I'm your host, Melissa Crespo, the Associate Artistic Director of Syracuse Stage, currently recording from WCNY Studios in Syracuse. And I'm pleased to welcome our guests, Melissa, Josh, and Ben. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, Melissa, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell everyone who you are? Sure. Uh, I'm Melissa Rain Anderson, and I'm directing um, A Christmas Carol at Syracuse Stage. Um, so excited to be back uh, for my third production here at, at Stage. It feels like more. It feels like <laughs> home already. That's that, We like to hear that. <laughs> Great. And uh, Josh? Hi, I'm Joshua Dean, and I really did run away and join the circus. <laughs> I'm the circus creator for the show. And I'm Ben Franklin. Yep, that's my real name, Benjamin Franklin IV. And I am also one of the circus creators on the show. Welcome, welcome. So everyone will remember you from last year's Little Mermaid. You had aerial performers in the show. You were in the show. Yes. And uh, you're back. We are thrilled to be back. Actually, this is our third production Mm -hmm. here at Sage. We were here for The Wizard of Oz six years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's before my time, but I've, I keep, I, it shows infamous. <laughs> so first off, uh, we are doing A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, and this particular adaptation is by Richard Hellison and David DeBerry. And so, Melissa, can you tell everyone about this particular adaptation and your vision behind it? Sure. Uh, this adaptation is my absolute favorite adaptation of this well-known, beloved story based on the novella by Charles Dickens. Um, it uses much of the original text, like literally, we were just talking about this on the car <laughs> ride over, how um, Richard takes the exact narration out of the novella and motivates it, activates it in a, such a beautiful way that it feels fresh on stage. Um, we were we were talking about how A Christmas Carol might feel dusty, but this version really is sparkly and rich and so robust with the way the language is treated. And then the original music by David DeBerry is so gorgeous. Um, you, you just, you can't really get it out of your head. It sticks in your head, but it's also just sort of the romance, the passion and the emotion of the piece is brought forward with this original music and, and lyrics as well. It's it's a unique adaptation that I have loved for several years. I've been an actor in it, I think, eight or nine times, and I've directed it five times. I know every word, I know every note, and I never get sick of it. And I, I just think it, it moves people. We cry every day. We laugh Aww. every day. It's, it's a really deep and um, um, moving experience to be in it, to direct it, to watch it. Mm. And you mentioned there's music. Mm-hmm. Would you call it a musical or a play with music? So we always call it a play with music, but truthfully, I think most people in the audience will feel it as a musical because the entire, all most of the text is underscored. Mm. Much like Little Mermaid was underscored throughout, Disney does that. This is underscored, all the text is, except for when we get to the future, Music ceases, and that's really a dramatic device to say we don't know what the future is, and it feels scary, right? So there's a lot of sound effects, as, as tones and low tones and, and um, thunder and lightning. But then once Scrooge wakes up and he is redeemed, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> music comes back into the world. So music is also a motif 
Awesome. So this uh, is, and I did some research, we have done in our 50 years mm. of existence as Syracuse Stage, and we are in our 50th anniversary season. This is our eighth production. Okay. Wow. However, okay. we haven't done a Christmas Carol in 10 years. Wow. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. The last production was 2013, 2014. Got you. So we thought it's time. It's time. <laughs> it, 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 this this adaptation really is right for the time. Agreed. I think. Um, you know, one of the things that I did with Richard uh, about four years ago, and I was working on it, or three years ago actually, it's pretty new. Is we cut the businessmen scene and we added the debtors, mm. and it just felt more um, appropriate for the world today and what normal people are going through. Yeah. So it's. I think it's more accessible to families now. I love that. And we should mention, uh, like every year, uh, the holiday uh, time of the year is our co-production with Syracuse Stage University of Drama. So you have a number of students in the show. We do. And they are doing amazing work. Amazing work. Keeping up with the pros. We have a few of them in huge iconic roles. We have Jamin is playing Fred. Madison is playing Belle. I mean, we have some really great students in pivotal roles. And are there any professors in your show? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) David Lowenstein, of course, with all of his joy for Christmas and life itself, he is playing Mr. Fezziwig. And our choreographer. Of course. Oh, yeah. And I think it's also, uh, it's such a wonderful morality tale. It's such an important, which is why it keeps coming back. So that even if you don't happen to celebrate Christmas, it is a worthwhile experience for, uh, you know, to fig- to remember yeah. what, you know, what to be grateful for. Absolutely. Humanity. Yeah. Absolutely. In general. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Josh and Ben, Two Ring Circus. So first of all, tell everyone what Two Ring Circus is. Two Ring Circus is a, we call ourselves a theatrical circus company. We basically pivoted in our lives. We worked as actors, singer, dancers for years and years and years, and then found circus arts, Josh found, and then dragged a number of us into it in a wonderful way that we found another passion that we could add to the three things we already did. So we have acting, singing, dancing, and now circus together. And we created this company to to have our, forge our own path forward and find something that we were passionate about, that we had control of, that we could be creative with and use all of our skills to, we basically wanted to create entertainments for the masses that had not been seen before. Mm. Uh, Cirque du Soleil, as, a, as what most people think of when they hear a contemporary circus, is a wonderful, whirling, gigantic uh, world. But you sometimes lose the, the details of, like, who is this person? Why are they here? They're just, like, sort of this cog in a wheel. We wanted to create something where the circus artist had a voice and a point of view and that we could take and use those skills to uplift materials uh, previously made or things that we created uh, into a higher realm, if that mm, makes no, sense. No, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it's so smart to add a really beautiful, highly, highly skilled 
art form mm -hmm. into a play or a musical because I, I feel like you're heightening it because we don't get to see that every day. Mm. It's really special. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's you know, we sing, we act, we dance, and then there is aerial dancing, right? So we dance in the air, we dance on the ground, and Josh has been amazing about the research and the, the clowning of the time, of the era, mm -hmm. which we wanted to really make very true to it in the ground. You know, Two Ring never makes up acts just to perform. It always has to do with the story, mm. moving action and character forward. And you're talking about A Christmas Carol specifically. That, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking about every time we work together, oh, yeah, truly, yeah. but yes. And in Christmas Carol, you know, you might not think, ooh, let's add a circus, you know. <laughs> um, but no, we're telling it through that that guise and, and clowns and circus existed in the time. And what I think is interesting yeah. about it is is you could take even like there are the laborers in the show. So taking that idea of the laborers in the show and what would be a laborer is the is the lamplighters, the mm. people that are actually lighting and turning off the, the gas lamps. And taking that and that just can takes us to our first circus moment we'll actually see in the show is us climbing poles, doing the tricks on the poles and having this little little moment with that that mm. initiates the whole idea. Mm -hmm. and then keeping all of traditional uh, of the period circus happening anytime we're in the streets of London because of that period in the streets of London is street performers. Oh, yeah. There were lots of street performers happening, uh, doing art, doing their busking, trying to trying yeah. to make money. Um, and we'll use a lot of those ideas throughout the show in a lot of the street scenes, so we see that idea. And then the fun part is we also get the fantasy world with all of the ghosts and spirits, and that's when we can add the whimsy and we don't have to be as historically accurate in that moment because now we're in another world. We're in another dimension. We're, 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 we're playing with it. We can, we can open it up and create what we want to create as well as having moments where we're really focusing on the history of the piece. All the years I've worked on this piece, I've never gotten the ghost of Christmas past to fly in, mm. and that is finally happening. <laughs> I couldn't be more happy. Yes, <laughs> yes. I saw a production... Once upon a time, where Christmas present was on stilts. Oh, uh, right, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 which yeah. which I thought was is sort of circus like. Sure. Because mm -hmm. um, that that I think that's also why we keep returning to a Christmas Carol beyond just the morality tale, but because there's magic in the show, yeah. it can't. It's supposed to be theatrical. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want. Like Marley, like there's ghosts and... I love it. I think it's a great show from like Halloween to the end yeah. of the holidays yeah. because it, it it spans all of that, you know? Like like A Nightmare Before Christmas. It's the original Nightmare Before Christmas. It's the original Nightmare Before Christmas taking you through the whole yeah. holiday span. So so for, for Two Ring Circus to be involved in A Christmas Carol, now we know that the... The aerial work and the circus work goes beyond just the ghosts, but also I love knowing mm. that it's also weaved into the present day mm -hmm. of London. That's really cool. Um, so uh, I've had a couple questions from patrons who are worried that the show might be scary. Mm. So is the sh how scary is the show? It, it, it is. I mean, you know, I think the littles will still enjoy it. Mm -hmm. There's some pop-out moments and there's some sounds and the ghosts can be spooky, but it's definitely family-friendly. Good to know. Yeah. So so how, how young would you say? It's so hard. It's so hard for me to put an age on it I because know. it depends on the child yeah. and what the parents think that their kid can handle. Mm -hmm. I would say probably five or six and up. Oh, that's real. That's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. Pretty, I mean, they may yeah. be scared at some moments, but 
it turns happy pretty quickly. (laughs) The scares happen quickly, and then you spend time with the spirit, and you enjoy them, and you relish them. Even Jacob Marley, like, I'm watching John Tuff's work, and... Marley was always the scary one to me sure. as a child, me too, yeah. and but he's bringing such humanity mm. to it, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just enraptured by what he's doing with it. That I think the initial scare will be the, <gasps> and then he's going to just wrap you in a blanket mm. of like, of wanting to be better and to change, and yeah. and and it's I find that inspiring. So I think that overrides scary. I think that's I think that's really great to know because I remember when I was little, Snow White came back into the movie theater. I remember that too. And the witch terrified me. Yes. And I feel like if if that's the extent, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not um, scary on the purpose to be scary. You know, it is definitely rooted in. Yeah. (laughs) I think so too. And help and to change to save this man. You yeah, know, is yeah. really the basis of the entire concept of this version is we must save him. And um, a little bit to do that is he must get scared for a second to, sure, to feel that. To jolt, to yeah. jolt him. Fa- a, facing a your past and your history and your demons is a scary thing. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone, as they go on their journey from childhood to adulthood, has to face those demons and come through those moments. So, you know, I, I think it's important to be scared uh, every now and then, just as a human being to make you better in the world. Agre- oh, I love, I, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So, and this is a very big production. Ooh. It is. <laughs> I don't know why we cast so many people. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept getting bigger, but we also have uh, local children. Yeah. That we, which we call the youth Cat company and they're killing cast, it, they're... and they're so amazing. They're so brilliant. And they're double cast, so the so then the room feels very big because if you have six kids in each cast, that's twelve in the room, yeah. uh, plus our ensemble and our Syracuse stage students, and then our our um, equity company from all over the country, but mostly New York. Yeah, it's 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 a real true teaching hospital um, sort mm-hmm. of idea where you know this knowledge and base of being an actor professional actor in the room is definitely getting passed down. And and y'all teach aerial work to folks who have never done it before, isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, we'll be doing it uh, for this production as well. We have some of the students that will be doing aerial in the show that will start learning it on Tuesday. That's and they're, yeah. they're learning acrobat, uh, partner acrobatics mm-hmm. yes. too. Uh, yeah, the and they're jumping in with both feet. And this will be like great skills that they can now yeah. use in other productions to come and other work that they might get down the road. Wow. How many... Uh, actors are in the show? I actually lost track. <laughs> in the 30s, right? Yeah. 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 It's in the 30s. Yeah, I think it's I think it's 10 plus 20. It's it's like upward of 36. So just so everyone knows the scale. I mean, this is a sure. fantastical big pr- juicy production. Sure. And we're using every inch of the theater space. Yeah. Like into the house. Into the house, using the aisles a lot because <gasps> we won't that. have the VOM entrances. So we're using aisles more and things. Uh, we, Josh and Ayana will be on silk fabrics in the house. Wow. Oh, I'm you so excited. You could almost reach out and touch them. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, but you, you could if you want. <laughs> As phantoms in the house. So it's a little <laughs> Harry Potter, you know, esque. And Scrooge and Marley look out into, the, uh, into all the phantoms and they're in the air. They're wow. Literally in the air above your head. 
So yeah, that I just you know w- always wonder and always ask, what are people going to take away from this? Mm-hmm. And they're going to take away a very big show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's robust on every level, right? So as we were talking about, that circus literally heightens it um, in a way that things are happening in the air, uh, jumping off high spaces mm-hmm. into people's arms, going down low into the trap. You're right, Ben. We're using every single inch of the entire theater space into the house, into the audience, into the catwalks above us. Wow. That's great. Because I thought Bubbles from Little Mermaid sure. was <laughs> big, but this sounds even bigger. We got Bubbles is we- the biggest hit always. <laughs> we have snow in this one. <laughs> well, pretty on the nose in Syracuse. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and Melissa, this is the third time you've directed this Adaptation? I think it's like the sixth. Oh, yeah, and I've been in it several times as well. You've so. been act. You've acted in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, uh, in my twenties and my thirties and my forties, I've been kind of grew up through the tracks in the show. I played Mrs. Fezziwig. I played many characters. Yeah. So what's that like? And. Revisiting a show mm-hmm. over and over again like mm-hmm. that, I, I, as a director, you know, how do how do you make it fresh each time? Well, I think also as you know, it's almost like it is the essential work that I grew up doing, mm-hmm. right? And so, it, but every year it changes because it, you hear a different passage and it means a completely different thing to you, and then the actors, of course, bringing those words to life. I heard a line the other day that that John Tuff said, um, Marley, uh, I made it link by link. He's talking about this this heavy weight, the chains that he has to carry. And I was like, I've heard that line a thousand times. But coming out of him, I just it just gave me chills. And I mm. went, John, it's so great. That's such a great discovery. Yeah. And so actors, you know, can do several things and what they do best is to spark language. Yeah, constantly. So I'm I'm hearing new things even today. Awesome. And speaking of the lines, we were talking in the car ride over here about the adaptation. A lot of it taken directly from the novella, but also from other source material. Do we want to talk about that a little sure, bit? Sure. Yeah. I think the centerpiece of this adaptation is um, Bob Cratchit's toast. You know, the kids make such a big deal. The toast, the toast, the toast, father. And <laughs> what is this toast, right? Yeah. And in the novella, it's he, he, Richard really wanted to expand this toast and make it a, a musical event. And so he took language from an essay that Dickens wrote later on in his life entitled, uh, What Christmas Means, I think I'm it's. I'm. I, I actually have it. Oh, great! Because I loved it so much oh, when I read the script. I copied it. So here's the toast. Bob says, "Who remind me that Christmas is still a magic ring if it binds us all together? Therefore, as we grow older, let us be thankful that the circle of our Christmas memories expands. Welcome our old aspirations, which we may yet think impossible. We have not." outlived you yet and welcome new projects and new loves to their place by the hearth welcome what has been and what never was and what we hope may be all our bright visions of christmas day for it is the season of immortal hope and the birthday of immortal mercy and we will shut out nothing Merry Christmas to all, my dears. God bless us. And then... God bless us, everyone. Yeah! <laughs> Tiny Tim. So that he 
took that language out of an essay entitled What Christmas Means as We Grow Older. Mm. So this is an older Dickens looking back on it. It's it's just so beautifully it is beautiful. presented in this piece. Yeah. Yeah. I that's why I pulled it. I was totally. like, oh, this is this is I've never heard that before. <laughs> yes. Yes. I in high school we did Christmas Carol every single year. Oh. And one year I played Mrs. Fred. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> so it was a whole thing with, uh, we all would play a different role every year. Nice. And, nice. and that made it fun for us. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to do the party game. I did. I did. And I got, I got, I got to have a kiss on stage, which Ooh. was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was part of our tradition. Love That's that. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, and the Nutcracker as a kid was my entryway into theater. Mm-hmm. Mine too. You too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, Christmas traditions, right? Yeah. That's what it is. That's what a Christmas carol is. And But I don't think it's necessarily about Christmas per se. Mm-hmm. It, it applies to humanity in general. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we are doing where we talked about the lamplighters, we have lamp lights throughout the whole uh, space but we had the lab with the students at Syracuse at Syracuse University this week, and they were going around asking, what does this mean to you as a Jewish person mm. in the show, like doing a Christmas carol? And one of the students said, well, when we were talking about the lamps being lit throughout the show mm-hmm. going through, that meant a lot to me oh. as, a, as a Jewish person yeah. and the Hanukkah candles. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I'm so thrilled. I was so thrilled to hear that yeah. because it really made me feel like this piece is truly for everybody. Universal Absolutely. holiday, yeah. And I also feel I feel like yes, it the 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 show happens on Christmas, but that's just a day. I think they could have chose if it was later in time. They could have chose Thanksgiving or, or like it could have been anything. Yeah. Yeah. It just ha- it's not. I think what happens is more important than necessarily it being that it is Christmas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a time to look back to mm-hmm. reflect. And and to really do the work of you know yeah. knowing what we're grateful for. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the end of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're all you know starting a, a new season, turning that page. Yeah, there's a Marley line I wrote down too, where he says, um, "No space of regret can make amends for a life's opportunities lost." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's deep." Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're so excited. You're in rehearsals now. You've been in rehearsals for what, Just a week? Just a week. One week One down. One week down. <laughs> One week down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're so happy you're all here again with us. Well, thank you. We are so grateful to be here. We, lo- we love being here. Yeah. It's a true honor and a pleasure. Oh, good. See that? It's a good place to work. Absolutely. <laughs> it is a good place to work. So uh, speaking of work, do y'all have any fun projects coming up that you want to tell everyone about? Well, um, in January, I'm headed to Cleveland Playhouse to direct the play that goes wrong, yeah. um, which I know Syracuse produced. We did. Um, and I've directed it before, so it's all fun and mayhem. <laughs> very, very different from what we're working on now. But the whole set falls apart, and so we're in, we're in sort of um, pre-production for that, um, planning on how to keep the actors safe and to tell a funny, hilarious story at, at Cleveland Playhouse. Yep. Fun. What about you, Josh and Ben? 
we're going back to our circus school. We have a circus school in uh, Manhattan where we teach everyone to do all the circus skills and anyone of any age or whether they want to be a circus performer or not <laughs> can come play with us and learn some circus skills. Yeah, the only one you're competing against is yourself. If mm -hmm. you want to do it, you can do it. And our teachers will help you to get to where you want to be. Wow. We literally have students from age 5 to 72. 72, yeah. One, one of our, our, on her 70th birthday, one of Josh's main students performed a five and a half minute wow. aerial silk set. Wow. wow. Yes. So you teach aerial, what else? There we teach aerial, we teach contortion, we teach handstands, we have uh, other stretch classes for the general population that aren't contortion based, so it's not the, to the extreme. And, Pilates uh, reformer. Pilates reformer, mm -hmm. and a lot of the kids' classes, they learn all the basic circus skills like juggling, and we oh, do a cool. little slack line, and learning to walk on a ball like you do. Hula yeah. hoops. Mm -hmm. I, oh, I'm good at a hula hoop. Oh, we should <laughs> hang out. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for, for coming and talking to everyone and getting everyone jazzed about the show and giving a little insight. And uh, Thank you, Melissa. This oh, is great. Oh, great. So A Christmas Carol runs November 24th to December 31st. Tickets are available at SyracuseStage.org. Syracuse On Stage is produced in partnership with WCNY and original music composed by Luther Masanto. Mm -hmm.